Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We just watched Emmanuel 2000, number one. Emmanuel 2000. The, fir- the first Emmanuel 2000. Emmanuel. That, that was, what an awful experience we've just had. That's right. Uh, we After a run of... Hi, everybody. It's Tim and Guy. This is the worst yeah, idea of all us. time. We haven't let anyone else in yet. No. Uh, instead of watching one of the seven dubbed and performed in English Emmanuel and Space films. Today we watched a movie that was written in English, performed in English, and then in the version we just watched, overdubbed in a language that we both, you know, with our limited knowledge guessed to be Russian. I'm pretty sure it's Russian. It and, sounded Russian to me. An audio sync that was half a second after the English. Well, here's the thing. I think what someone's done is they've gotten the English audio track and the Russian audio track, mixed them down into one track because I looked on the file. There's no way for me to change. the. It was just one audio track. But they were ever so slightly out of sync. So not only (laughs) was all of the dialogue incomprehensible because you had Russians talking over the top of the English, but like... Every footstep sounded like it was in a crazy corridor because it was like there was a sl- reverb. It honestly felt like losing your mind for an hour and a half. Because- Not to mention the fact that the plot was really complicated, I think. Yeah. Further complicated by all of the dialogue involving two... All of the dialogue... Like, every line of dialogue felt like I was losing my mind because... <laughs> I was picking through like English words and then hearing people talk over them in Russian. Guy and I were desperately, we were tuned in and looking at the screen, trying to like do a sort of combination lip reading thing and just just grab the English words Mm. in between the Russian where we could find it. And I got to tell you, Guy, I did not do a good job and I don't 
really know what the movie was about. The movie seemed to revolve around uh, these heart shaped pendants that you could wear on your forehead or you could wear as a necklace. They were very funny to me. Do and you want to know why? Why? Because they were the central plot premise and they were obviously bought from a $2 shop. 100%. <laughs> they were the cheapest thing on camera and they defined every single part of the film. It was so funny. They were like, they lit up. So they just had a blinking LED inside a heart-shaped plastic like a child's piece of jewellery. Something you would buy a six-year-old girl on their birthday in the 90s. Not anymore. Why not now? Well, number one, it's shit. And number two, it's it's too gendered and shit. It's shit as in it's, uh, it's crap. Mm. It's, it's a waste of resources. Waste of resources. Money. Worldly resources. Plastic has a hard go of it, eh? In, we just, in we terms just, of? We just weren't to know that plastic would be so convenient we would ruin the planet by our enthusiasm I think for embracing did, the technology. We did know the convenience thing. We didn't know the repercussions, that it would stick around. So, you know, but it was just like, whoever invented it? Mm, Mr. Like, plastic. Yeah, Dr. Plastic. Dr. Plastic. It was like, look at this. Hey, look what I did. Food. Put it in here. Put a top on it. Mm. Poppy in the fridge. Yep. Fridges are around at the same time as plastic? Yeah, I think fridges were around first. And now it's just like... Plastic's really new. People forget that. It's only been around since the 50s, I think. Wow. How crazy is that? And there's already plastic on the highest peak in the world, and they've found it in the Mariana Trench, which is the lowest oceanic part. Shout out to plastics. It's everywhere, baby. It really took off. All Congrats. the places we've would, been, so too is plastic. We, we, we get so caught up on saying how bad plastic is. I'd just like to quickly, you know, recognize congratulations to plastic for being so worldly. Yeah. It got in everywhere. What's, it, what's like, if you were to say it's very few materials are so well-traveled, mm. is, it, is it a material? Yeah. Yeah. Well... Anyway, it they're fa- wearing plastic, and when they wear the plastic, they can read minds. The main application of which seems to be they implant sexy memories into the minds of whoever they're talking to. So one of the things that I realized retrospectively I loved about Emmanuel in Space is all of the story is told... In English. In English. Yeah, the in, language that we know. In English and in real time. So all of the sexual exploits are happening to the characters... In the moment they're happening. But this went back to your sort of Sylvia Christel, George Lazenby, sex on a plane, Emmanuel. Your memento-style storytelling. It's all done in uh, flashback. And they sort of – there's this guy who is some sort of jewel thief, I believe, who is in a a cage. He's in a prison cage. I guess he's in prison, but it's made to look like a cage. And he – Yeah, it's funny that, eh? Because, like – if you're in a box that's got metal bars that only go vertical, you're in jail. But if you've got metal bars that go vertical and horizontal, you're, you're not in, in jail anymore. You're in a cage. Yes, they're funny. That is funny. <laughs> anyway, there's a, it's ridiculous. A woman goes in and she's got the mind-reading tools and she puts one on the prisoner because she wants to read his mind. But the prisoner is a powerful mind. And so instead, he puts it on and then starts implanting sexy anecdotes into this woman's mind and uh-huh. she just cannot for the life of her stop coming at the very idea of what he's describing yeah it's quite um a weird vibe though because it's sort of under duress a little bit and then the woman has friends and they all 
have different times wearing the plastic jewellery and yeah. they, at different times they all hear about different people having sex. There's, so there's one set that's a necklace and there's two of those. And then there's one set that's a... Um, headband. A headband, like a t- tiara almost. And I think there's only one of, of that. I thought there might have been two. Maybe there's I mean, two. Maybe they're peers. Rest assured that just behind camera on set, there would have been hundreds of these things. Oh, my God. They bought so many. Because <laughs> they could. A guy was like, hey, can we use this? And they're like, what do you mean? Props guy. And he's like, my name's Simon, and I've worked with you on four different films. You know, I'm going to let it slide this time, but you really should learn my yeah. name. Like, what have you got for us, Simon? He goes, ma'am, I intercepted a box uh, from China that was filled with stuff. And most of it's pretty unusable for this project, but what they did have is 50 pieces of these light-up heart jewellery. Um, and I thought that we could work it into the film. And they're like, well, this we're actually taking this film in a supernatural direction, Simon, so I don't think we're going to need that. He's like, well, tell me a bit more. And they said, okay, check this out. It's a combination spy action thriller that features a heist storyline about some mini CD discs that need to be stolen, which have incredible data on them. And Simon said, this sounds incredibly complicated. What language will it be performed in? And they said, initially, (laughs) English, for that is the original uh, language that the script was written in and all the performers know. <laughs> However, we will be immediately the cheapest available Russian voiceover actors. Yes, to translate for us. Uh, not only that, Simon, but we are going to layer both tracks atop <laughs> each other and just knock them out of sync by a couple frames so that even the sound has like a, a echo on it. He said, okay, you lost me, but let's get back to the jewellery. They said, okay. So what we've got in mind is bringing in uh, some psychic powers that are bestowed upon some of the characters. He said, what if they were channeled through artifacts vis-a-vis these plastic hearts? And um, they said, yeah, all right, Simon. I've always thought it's the job of the props department to just bring a box of shit and talk its way into being a central plot point in the film. That's my understanding it's of how... It's never to retrieve things that are asked for. It's yeah. always to be bringing new ideas, bringing new junk. It's Hollyweird, baby. This yeah. is how it functions. Should be called Hollyweird. Some right. of this stuff. Also, the most hard... They A few things have happened between Emmanuel in Space and Emmanuel 2000. Um, they've digitized the cameras, which is shot in a crisp 240, <laughs> What's the, 240 I, lines of vertical resolution. <laughs> you Tim, won't believe your eyes. Like if, if, if listening to two sets of dialogue in two different languages performed simultaneously doesn't give you a headache, squinting at the screen to try and make out what the lines are rendering is sure to. I was squinting at everything because I developed a furrowed brow just trying to discern what the plot but, was and try and pick out some English words to help me on my quest. to all of these fundamental changes to the, the production, uh, they've also intensified the coitus. These characters, the coitus is back. Yeah. They're having sex with uh, a newfound amount of vim and vigor the likes of which we've not seen since the, the French 1970s versions of ah, Emmanuel. The halcyon days of Euro yeah. Emmanuel. And they're like, they've hired a consultant who knows roughly where how you can align a mouth to genitals or genitals to genitals. And they, they get it right about half the time. Yeah, which is a fucking good hit rate for this series. They've also introduced the concept of 
oral sex before anyone has sex in this movie, a blowjob and cunnilingus both must be rendered for Eat. both sexual parties. We've got eating ass. We've yeah, there's got a little bit of ass play. Jobs. We've got all sorts of things. We've got a hot tub. What was that storyline? We did a that flash the, to a bit. I think that was the uh, the guy, again, so this is Emmanuel or one of Emmanuel's affiliates, who are like sort of detectives, I think, on the trail trying to recover or protect these mini discs. We literally were trying to figure out which one was Emmanuel until the bitter end of they the film. Went, they go to talk to this sort of cool prisoner guy, and he's harnessing the power of his heart thing, and he's like... Ah, I see you've come to visit me. Let me tell you an anecdote. And then she's like, no. And then he starts telling her the story about a guy in, who's just been married mm. in a hotel room getting into a hot tub. And then he the, was a cool guy. He was uh, naked and he had a glass of champagne in the hot tub. And that's your criteria for being cool? No, he was, he was uh, clearly a bad guy. But he was confident and happy. And he gets in the hot tub and then there's a, a maid, like a hotel maid is tidying up the room while he's naked in the hot tub and he starts... Uh, they start fondling one another. He asks for a massage, I think. Ah, oh, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Epstein-esque. It's bad. Um, and then his, and then his wife, his wife comes in and goes, "What's all this?" And then she goes, "Ah, I know what this is." Then they have a threesome. Can I ask you something? Permission denied. Mm, but I don't win the Yeah, I know. But uh, with hindsight, I will now grant no, you permission. There's, there's no going back. Damn. No, I'm going to ask it. Okay. Um. Do you think maids ever dressed like that? Or is this just a popular imagination version of like what maids look like? One, it's a, you know the French maid outfit, which we saw on display in this film? Like, yeah. Did anyone actually... Little, for those of you who, who aren't familiar with the work of I, French maids... I, I think everyone a, knows what that looks like. A little black dress with a white frilly trim. A smock. A smock. and A um, pied smock. And it's always cut a little too short on the legs. And there's I, a bonnet involved? I think... Uh, Which actually, that does make practical sense, because I guess um, you're dealing with a lot of food prep and food serving. Mm. You want to keep your hair out of the dishes. So that, that bit makes sense to me. I guess you do want a kind of a little apron thing, which they've got built in for similar reasons of food prep. But the rest of it just seems um, kind of arbitrary. I mean, I guess the French are very stylish, and it's arguably... A is, sort of, why have we fetishized maids as well? It's a power thing, isn't it? I suppose you it think? is. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Everything is just... about sex, guy, except sex, which is about power. Oh. I can't remember what movie that's from, but um, probably something with Kevin Spacey in it, I imagine. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> Unfortunately, not prison. Yeah, he still puts out one annual... Uh, threat? Yeah, one annual... <laughs> YouTube, YouTube threat to, to his accusers. Do you know a bunch of them died, man? There's like three of them died in succession. Do you know about that? No. Yeah, man. I don't think... A bunch of them died. You hate to hear that. I don't think... um... Not that many people came forward and a bunch of them are now no longer with us. Um, Not the guy who was in Rent, though. I'm pretty sure he's still around. Thank God. Well, you know, um, I'll say it. I know that you love KPEX. But I think Kevin Spacey's a bad guy. I don't really remember it that well, but I remember enjoying it, but I don't remember the film. Yeah. Would you come down on the, uh, can we celebrate the art after the artist has fallen guy? What do you think? I don't think I could watch a, a Kevin Spacey film without thinking, there goes that man.
I was watching an interview with a comedian who I cannot remember who it was recent. Oh, no, it was someone I don't even know who they are. It was, a, it was an actor. Fuck, this was about Kevin Spacey. So I, there was a guy who was an actor. His name's Troy something. And he was acting alongside Kevin Spacey in a Call of Duty game because <laughs> they did, like, intense motion capture and stuff. And he put it really well, which is that the whole, like, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but the idea was if you allow you know, a free pass for the um, art to kind of like exist irrespective of the artist, then it can't help but create a permission structure where that behavior becomes admissible in the industry. And that is just not a tenable position. We're sort of undoing centuries, if not millennia of that. Because like so many of the great, great people who accomplished great things were also when they weren't working on their creations, they were being monsters. Yeah, that's true. That's hard, isn't it? That's, diff- that's a tricky one. So it's like, you know, it's, it's the, 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 yeah, we're deregulating that as a, an opera, a governing system. Do you think we need to, um, like, have a non grandparented law <laughs> that we go as a society? We go, okay, all right, from here. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Now you're not allowed to fuck with people. Yeah, I, don't, I mean,. I don't have any solutions, Tim. I literally only come here to watch softcore pornography and try to stay on track. I feel like... I got so bored in this movie, I just want to talk about anything else. Because I can't understand what the fuck was going on. Like, were they spies? Were they psychic spies? Is that... Well, Tim, I mean, obviously we acquired this Russian-dubbed Emmanuel 2000 being Emmanuel... Very legitimately. Legitimately. And my interest is in when we turn to the same legitimate sources for further films... Rather... Will they be rendered in English? My or- dog, I can't even fucking find them. I stayed up till after midnight last night looking because it, this was such a mission of a one to find. You're not alone. Like, I was trying to find information on this just so that I could ground some of this conversation in fact. And here on uh, popular movie review platform Letterboxd, the blur. Don't fucking shout them out. They haven't paid for this. I'm going to bleep that if I yeah, remember, which I definitely do. won't. Uh, the blurb is, it's the first movie from the Emmanuel's 2000 movie collection, and there are two reviews. One of them is loading. <laughs> Taking a long time to load. One of them says, would like to watch it again, but can't find it online. Uh, and then the other one, by an, a user named Goremaster, says, being Emmanuel's from that Emmanuel TV series where she uses that mind control device. Weak softcore. But it's like, you know... It's almost been scrubbed from the internet, this franchise. That I don't like. I don't like the fact that there's any media which is gone now. Because I thought the whole point of the internet is that everything sort of exists now. In perpetuity. Yeah. So if I want to find something, it's out there. Why is it that personal details of individuals is like unscrubbable from the internet, yet I cannot easily access the Emmanuel 2000 series in its totality? That's, that seems crazy to me. That Our priorities are fucked if that's the case. Yeah. I can't get my name off the front page for, you know, <laughs> some random news story. What kind of news story? I don't know. Something harmless the, but embarrassing. You were in the news when you, you bought a... Um, oh, yeah, that came up for expiry today, actually. The URL. Co- Coalition Party dot, I think, NZ or co dot NZ. That was a great moment. Maybe both. Tim bought a, a sort of New Zealand's version of a conspiratorial religious zealot, launched a political party, and at the launch announcement, Tim went to see if the URL was available, and it was, so he bought it from underneath him. And then, 
redirected it to a TV series that I produced with my mates Chris and Eli called The Male Gaze. That's right, because queer a huge amount of his platform is homophobic. Yeah, it was like a big thing of theirs. Brian Tamaki claimed that uh, earthquakes were somehow caused by gay people, which I still can't really wrap my head around. Yeah. But there you have it. What else did you do? You got any shining light for this film, though, man? It wasn't all bad. We had some fun. Um, there was a cowboy scene. There was a scene where was a, a person yeah. who might or might not have been Emmanuel in something that may or may not have been a constructed memory or flashback, but it was in sort of sepia tone yeah. or black and white. Some of the movie was in sepia. She was on a ranch, and there were two hot dudes on this dude ranch, and they were shirtless, pouring jugs of water on top of them because there's nothing hotter than that. That was a good through line. All of and the- she got so horned up, she started... Uh, Touching herself. All of the sex scenes involve people either having water poured on them or pouring water on themselves. It's the new food, mm. which I'm fucking ecstatic about because the food thing, to me, just personally, a bit yuck. And there was but some, the water thing. It's like, yeah, that's all good. There were some great um, cheats because of they've discovered fellatio, which is a quite a lovely word, Italian. I guess so. Language of origin, please. Fellatio. It sounds <laughs> Italian. Latin. But because it's still a soft core set. And so Use the, it in a sentence. Uh, the the character whose name I do not know performed fellatio on the man with the moustache. Fellatio. F. <laughs> e. Um, L. L. I C I T Guy has an incredible poker face on. He's giving me no um, affirmative nor negative cues in his facial. Uh, something, something, and then it ends in an A. Absolutely not. <laughs> you started strong. F-E-L-L-A-T-I-O. Fellatio. Fellatio. And I think I know to spell that because there was a band called Machine Gun Fellatio. Oh, yeah, I remember them. They were um, around in the 90s, were they not? Anyway. So you, you should say it like this, though. Fellatio. I'll say it how I fucking well please. Give it a go. Try it on. Fellatio. Fellatio. Anyway. It was some fun, isn't it? The simulation of fellatio involves some very cunningly strapped penises and placed hands. Cunning stunts from the team on Emmanuel 2000. Absolutely. I didn't, there was no shining light. It was just a confusing and infuriating <laughs> experience. Uh, some sepia tone sex. There was one guy, the guy who's in prison who eventually gets, a, he escapes. Cage man. He seduces one of the, his guards and they have sex and then she, he makes her come so hard. Not unlike Ice Cube, where his, his dick ran deep, so deep, so deep it put her ass to sleep. And then she was asleep and he, he left town. And then he started having sex with people, and he brought the intensity of a hardcore porn actor on a softcore set. Yes. And it was not, I don't think jarring is the right word, but it was notable. It was like everyone else sort of was playing the same game, and he, he was... Quite the juxtaposition. He was the bringing, energy he was bringing to a context that did not readily accommodate it. Mm. Uh, and it's that, even that was not a shining light. I mean, the comedy of... The watching experience with hindsight, 
probably more hindsight than immediately afterwards, is funny. It is funny to me that we watched an American-made 2000 porno overdubbed in Russian. That's just a fucking... It would honestly have been easier to follow if it was just that, though, what you described. Were it not for the English original... It would have been Audio easier to still being follow left on. and transpose our own story of if we just watched it muted, because you wouldn't be like coming up against the the, the sounds. Do you know what I would have put on there for a soundtrack? Because I've been jamming to it a lot recently. Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Cowboy Bebop is it's been adapted right now in this very country. Taika was going to do it. Is he still doing it? Nah, he's not doing it. No, I mean, it sucks. Oh, wait, was he? Maybe I'm thinking of Akira, actually. I think he was supposed to do a live-action version of that with Zac Efron. Thank God never got made. You got beef with Zac? I haven't got beef with him, per se. What does that mean? I don't know, man. I don't know. He seems troubled, to be honest. I thought I'd never watched that travel series, but I felt like he had a real moment in the sun there where everyone was starting to get behind Zac Efron. Well... As I mentioned to you before, um, when we saw each other before the movie today, I, I watched a video. I'm not sure if this is kosher on the podcast, but fuck, I don't want to talk about Emmanuel yeah, 2000. Yeah. What was this one called again? What was the subheading? A beginning? or a, 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 Being Emmanuel. Be, being Emmanuel. I watched a video essay. Um, shout out to Where and Hell. You can find, find the YouTube channel Where and Hell from a guy who apparently used to stand up comedy with in Toronto, which I just a crazy coincidence. That is, yeah. What's his name? Sam Feldman. Shout out to Sam because it was a good vid. He did a video essay about um, Zach Efron's uh, Netflix travel series. It was fucking funny because he's teamed up with a guy who's a like a superfood nutritionist. Zach Efron has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who's just a fucking idiot. But he just got, he got, there was a big meme I remember where everyone was like, we love you, Zac Efron, because he was eating pasta and crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about carbs. That's in this show. He's uh, eating carbs. He's like, I haven't been able to, he's like, I love carbs. You've got to have to eat carbs for so long. It's fucking sad, dude. And what does, what as your boy Sam points out, it's like, this is clearly a man who has not been in control of his own schedule, life, or body since he was about 14 years old. Absolutely. He got so muscly. He got so muscly, man. We should watch Baywatch. I've never seen that. But it'd be an interesting interesting film, I think. I'd love to watch Baywatch. Hot bodies in a hot beach. Speaking of a hot body in a hot beach, Tim, yeah, it's dog. time. Hello, I'm George Lazenby. Ah, I was expecting the boner inspector, but I guess... Uh... Come so, on in, Mr. Lazenby. Sorry, who? No, I... Uh... The boner inspector? Yeah. Well, I hope they don't come past here, because I've got... I don't have a license to drive this thing. Have you got a big old erect penis right now, George? Constantly. Far out. You should see a doctor about that, apparently. It is agony. They say it on all the pills. They say, if your boner persists for longer than a bit, you should go to a doc. I'm not on pills. I'm just in a constant state of arousal. That is, uh, that, that, that sounds really worrying, actually. When did that start? Hmm. 1972. You've just been walking around at full mast since 1972. More or less. So I got here. I'm trying to do some quick math on this. I use uh, it like a sail. Where the wind blows me, that's where I go. That's like. It's like 59 years you've been walking around with an erection. 
Correct. Fuck, man. I mean, 40, does it bring 49. you... 49. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah that must be yeah. right. Um, does it bring you... Looking forward to bringing up the half century next year. Yeah, I'll bet. Are you going to have some sort of ceremony for it? Well, it's one of these weird things where you kind of get married to it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. On the one hand, it would be nice to... If it went away. Yeah, but on the other hand, I'm like, well, what's another year? Yeah, totally. Especially with... It's a bicentennial, right? If it's, uh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think bicentennial is one of those words where it can mean both twice in a century and once every two centuries. Well, it's funny you should mention bicentennial because uh, isn't that the the Robin Williams movie? It is, bicentennial, bicentennial man. man. Yeah. yeah. So on the 50th anniversary of my erection, I'm yes. going to... I'm going to try and empty myself to Bicentennial Man. Well, I think that that is a wholly inappropriate way to celebrate the life and career of the late, great Robin Williams. But that's not for me to judge. I'm not celebrating Robin Williams. I'm celebrating my erection. Oh, yeah, fair enough. You're just trying to tie it all together thematically. Well, yes. That's pretty cool. Um, So what are you thinking? Like fireworks show? That's probably a given. That's what you do at a... For my anniversary? Yes, yes. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm here to ask you what you're doing. I want to know what the, like... Will this be a public display or is this more of a, like, intimate event for you and your erection? I've got Bicentennial Man on Blu-ray. That's very good. Crispy 4K, 5.1 surround. Crispy 4K. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, I was thinking about just putting it up on the, the... the eighty-inch flat screen I That's have. That's great. You got a big old TV big now, old huh? TV. Yeah. Have you got one of those uh, OLEDs? Do you know? Do you know much about TVs, George? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Are they? Is it an OLED display? Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. The good thing about those is the blacks are truly black because they just turn the pixel off. Yeah. You don't need to tell me. Yeah. They're good for you, man. And you got a decent sound system there at the house. No, come- no. That's crazy to me. People get the big TVs and they don't spend on the speakers. What do you got there? Like a little computer speaker set up uh, I, I just play the audio through my phone <laughs> that is that is i don't even know how you do that that's crazy i don't know how to change the setting yeah that's fair enough you're pretty uh you know you're advanced in your years um shockingly still alive though i found <laughs> yeah. out recently when i perused your wikipedia i found that rather alarming yeah well you know especially the, with your medical condition it gives me a real zest for life yeah this erection of yours Tell me, does it create sort of embarrassing scenarios in everyday life when you're walking around? Do you have clothes that have to accommodate this fully well, erection? Well, you know, you can often hide an erection by tucking it into your waistband. Is that something you've done? Absolutely. Why? That's why I'm always wearing a shirt and tie. Ah. It's tucked all the way up to beneath the, the Windsor knot I wear on my tie. This is an incredibly personal question, and I apologize for any offense before I ask it. But exactly how big is your dick, George Lazenby? As long as my torso. Far out, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. When I talk, actually, my Adam's apple moves and it, it tickles the very top. Wowee. And uh, <laughs> would you describe yourself as a grower, not a shower? So like it's normal size? I, I don't remember what it was like before. Fair enough. 49 years. It's a long time. Yeah. It's a long dick. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, do you get a lot of use out of it involving other people these days? Uh, well, not really. People don't find me so appealing anymore. But That's crazy, man. You're still a good-looking guy. Hey, thank you. You're a model for crying out loud. Those those looks don't fully go away, I don't think. I think it's uh, there's a sort of a perpetual frustration, and people find it demoralizing that, you know, at the end of the coitus, mm-hmm. I don't go down. Ah, 
It's I like understand. The unconquerable, you know. Uh, Mountain? What are they called? Brumbies, those wild horses. Oh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't, can't break your dick. You can't in. break my dick in. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, um, I'm sorry. This sounds kind of awful. Well, it's not perfect, but. You know, it's my life. Yeah, good on you. I sort of just roam around wherever the breeze does take me, asking people if they've got an idea for a porno. George. And maybe one of them will be good enough to make me empty myself once and for all and I can walk free. I'll bet that's why... You know an interesting thing about my penis? Yeah? Twice as long when flaccid as it is erect. (laughs) Now, that (laughs) is a medical marvel. I don't even fully understand that. But it's the good attitude that keeps you walking around, I think. Keeps you healthy. Keeps you kicking? Yeah. you got a very philosophical outlook toward life. Well, you have to with these things. Yeah. Um, so, look, uh, I believe your niche is hearing pitches for pornos, assessing That's those pitches. That's what I like. When I hear one good enough, I'll make it, and then I'll watch it, and then I could be freed. Is everything, um, like, proportion? Do you have massive testicles? No, they're 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 regular. Regular. That's so okay. So like, so when you come, it's a pretty normal load, but it's just shot out of a huge cannon. (laughs) Can't remember, but yeah, yeah. Oh, so it doesn't happen that frequently. Well, this is why I'm perpetually erect. Right. Haven't come in years. Okay. Because I imagine there'd be like some hydration implications, you know. If it was proportionate to the size, if you've got a normal body that I see before me of a six foot one Australian man, and then you have a a, a lot like a penis that stretches your, the entire length of your torso, I'm going to estimate that penis alone must be like three feet. If you've got a load proportionate to that penis, like scaling up, that is a lot of like water leaving your body if nothing else yeah i mean it's it's just a lot of gum it is it sure is anyway sorry i got sidetracked um so a porno for you mr george lazenby with your big old untamable hog picture this an architect Mm. he's bespeckled and he's in his late 40s. He's got a little salt and pepper on the face. Okay. And uh, he's Spanish. <laughs> nice. We, the story is set in the south of France. And our architect, whose name is Arthur. Um, Traditional Spanish name. He's taking a <laughs> little holiday in the south of France at a villa. Mm-hmm. The villa sits on a small but well-known vineyard Mm. called Villa de Milo. And uh, on Villa de Milo, he's gone to try and repair his his sort of soul, put his pieces back together because he's had a marriage that's broken up very recently. The marriage was basically his whole life long, like 30 years he was in this marriage. They got married when he was 19. Mm-hmm. They've had three children together, which they've brought up and are now adult children. But we don't, this is background, this is sort of alluded to later in the film, but we don't get it immediately. So he's in the south of France in this villa, and um, 
there's a younger man there who sort of tends to the house. Mm. So it's a kind of an Airbnb situation, but there's a guy who makes sure that everything's sort of done well. A live-in sort of fixer. You've got it. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not a small house, you know, mm. and you want to make sure, because it's pretty expensive, you want to make sure everything's looking good, the sheets are cleaned, regular dusting, etc. So um, this guy, his name is Pierre, and uh, he's he's in his mid-30s, uh, and I don't want to sort of like go on and on, but long story short, Arthur starts a sexual relationship with Pierre. And this is the first man that he's ever been uh, physically intimate with. And so it's sort of a um, a, a kind of a coming-of-age tale, in a mm. way, in that he has shared his former life um, to his wife, who's a woman, and uh, recognized that there, there might be uh, some more there beyond his perceived, up until this point, heterosexuality. And um, beautiful setting, there's a lot of golden light, a lot of beautiful wine, um, which serves as the sort of social lubricant to get them into these situations. Sounds, sounds good. It sounds a bit like uh, Call Me By Your Name. I haven't seen I Honestly, I haven't seen it. Well, it's, a, it's, it's in a beautiful sort of European summer setting, and mm-hmm. there's a... A, you know, a sexual awakening, and um, oh, I mean, it, no, it's all, it's all. Is it good. too similar? Do you think? Well, it depends. In, you know what they say: good artists borrow, in great me, artists rip and off Call the me movie. by your name. Uh, Timothy Chalamet fucks a peach. Now that's crazy to me because how old was that kid in the film? Old enough to fuck a peach. How old's that? <laughs> I don't know. Seventeen. <laughs> yeah, ish. Well, there won't be any peach fucking in this, but I there like will be it. some ass play with grapes. I like it. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah? Greenlit? <laughs> yeah. Some grapes look like uh, uh, hemorrhoids. Yeah, that's I true. I do live in fear of that, but uh, no, I, I, no, I we're like... Gonna, we're going to pick the green seedless variety oh, okay. for that, so there's no confusion with the dark purple one that looks like a vein. Well... Yeah, I mean, look, it sounds more artsy than hardcore, but I, I, I can. Fuck it's with a combo that. of both, man. We're wanting to take the audience on a journey, and we're going to take them to a place that they didn't know that they were ready for, but actually they are. But that is the artistry, okay? And us warming them up okay. to get to some full penetrative anal sex between these two men. Well, a lot of close-ups. A lot of long takes. Pleasure to see you as always, Great Tim. to see you, George. As a warm wind blowing this boner right out the door. Well, I'll see you at the Bicentennial, if not sooner. Yeah, if you want to come around for the... Um... I just think we should make it a bit more of a public affair. Okay. Not the you masturbating, but, but just, you know, a celebration. Well, the, the main thing about it is me masturbating. You can do that after, you know. Have, have a bit of a fireworks display or something. You try walking around with a boner for 50 years and then have someone telling you how to how to celebrate it. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway. I'll see myself out. <laughs> we'll both leave. Oh, okay. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There you go. I guess that just leaves me. Um... No bonus today. <laughs> Do you want to even uh, inspect them? Yeah. Did you? Did, I mean, was there anything erotic that you saw in this porn? In this pornography? It featured oh. some of the least sexy sex, that most unsexy sex scenes yeah. I've ever seen. There was like a there was a mind control scene which I. There was a scene when the guy that the. the the jewel thief who was in the cage was using his mind control on one of the the woman who was at Nick. She was poolside with two of her friends, and he started making her have some sort of intense sexual oh, flashback was that when her friends were fanning and, her. Yeah, and- yeah, and her friends were like trying to cool her off, and she was sort of enthralled to this erotic memory and was coming in next to the pool. And there was something conceptually about that that I was like, this is kind of. Interesting. This is hot. This is hot, but um, nothing in the ballpark. Maybe you know, I might have uh, broken one perforation on two stamps that were interconnected. I still don't fully understand the stamp thing. So was it like a ring of stamps? I think so. Okay. Um, for me, thanks for asking. No boner, unfortunately, today. But there was some like undeniably very sexy woman there's some beautiful beautiful people full on naked and this was this probably featured the most hardcore sex scenes I would say that we've seen yet I think an exciting new frontier I wonder what will happen to porn between the year 2000 and more 2000 but here's the tricky thing I legitimately don't know how to find these other films so we might have stepped into a fucking dungeon here so if if you can be of assistance um, get in touch with us we're online you can find us uh, we're study of all time dot com. We're on Twitter. Um, T W I O A T Pod. We're at Twioat Pod. Yeah. Um, my email address is floating around out there. Yeah. There's some other ones. Um, so yeah. What are we gonna do if we can't find the other films, man? Do we just press on? There, I've found like two. I, two I, more I, of these, and I think there's maybe six. I think there's seven. Okay. Well, I guess time will tell. But thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for... Um, Out of five, being Emmanuel from the Emmanuel 2000 series featuring one, a Russian... One. Okay. And it doesn't deserve it. One, not for what I saw, but for the long-standing memory of watching a movie 
just so aggressively overdubbed. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that should come into the review, though, you know. That wasn't on them. No, it wasn't. That's not how they made it. Well, maybe it was. Yeah, true. I'm going to give it uh, two, two, two on out what of grounds? two out of five. Um, I'm giving it. I'm extending it some benefit of the doubt. The Russian confusion actually helped. I think boost it up to a, huh. a two. Otherwise, it'd be a one point five because it's allowed me to fill in some of the blanks, and I've projected potentially a more positive version of the film than what was there. I think it seemed like a really big, dumb storyline that we probably would have had quite a lot of fun following. Exactly. It was exactly. like the whole thing was driven by mini discs and heart pendants. I love, th- I love that. And we didn't get to know about it. Yeah, that is a real crime. The real crime wasn't the jewel thief. It was us being robbed of that gorgeous yeah. storyline. I will say this, Cage Man, good actor. I thought he brought a lot of intensity. Well, if you're listening, Cage Man, well done. <laughs> If you're in um, Auckland, get ready, because they're not on sale yet. Oh, wait, can I mention this? I don't think I can. Actually, I'm not allowed to. There's something coming up. <laughs> you can probably put the pieces together, but it's coming later in the year. To Auckland, New Zealand. Auckland, New Zealand. So let that be a tease. Yeah. And we will see you in the next exciting episode. And if you're in another country, do what you can to get to Auckland, New Zealand, for reasons so I'll much t- greater I'll tell you than what, just our show. I'll tell you what, actually, what we can talk, what we can mention is that um, we did the live stream. It went great. Um, I had an intention to hit record on the cameras that I yes. was filming on. In fact, I set everything up so that I could record it in a really high quality so we could sell that vision after the fact. Um, I fucked up. I didn't hit record on the cameras. I was too shit on the day. But we've got like a streamed version, so we're just going to put that out for free. So everyone can watch that. There'll be a link at worstidearofalltime.com, and you should enjoy that. It's Guy and I wrote a pilot for the new season of Sex in the City, and we did a table read with our very funny friends. Yeah. And they were exceptional. They were fantastic. So thanks to everyone who watched it live in the room with us. And uh, Madeline Sami. Reese Matthewson, Alice Sneddon, That's our right. star players. We're having trouble wrapping this one up. <laughs> so I'm just going to do it. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.